0: The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Hey, it's another week of Amen, Brother Ben's Summer in the Psalms. We're going to be getting a little comfy all week long in Psalm 119. Pull up a chair, get real comfy, kick your shoes off, because we ain't going anywhere all week long. Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. Um, Really interesting and full of good stuff. And um, so we're going to be talking about it all week long, six episodes. Uh, We're on day 43, by the way, somewhere in the Psalms, kind of in the home stretch. We'll be doing psalm 119 all this week and then we'll have one more week where we kind of finish up with some final thoughts and reflections next week it's been good i hope you've enjoyed it uh, amenben.com is the website in case you didn't know Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com is the email if you want to get a hold of me and ask any questions or you know make suggestions or whatever just say hey love to hear from you um psalm 119 is is different. It's different. Um, not in the fact that, um, you know, it, it sounds a lot like the rest of the Psalms, but it is definitely poetic and it's a little repetitive in parts, or at least it, 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 really hits on some similar things in a lot of different ways. Um, it's an acrostic, cause I'm saying that right. Acrostic, Acrostic. Um, It kind of is organized a little different. Uh, there's 24 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so each stanza, which runs normally looking like it's about, about eight verses, um, start with a new start with the the letter of that Hebrew alphabet. So you'll see if you're reading it, Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Daleth, it's like these Hebrew, um, words. So it's kind of like. When you see someone make an acrostic of like your name or something and each letter means something, it's kind of like that. It's poetry. And some Psalm 119 has a, even though it's really long and, and has this different structure, um, it definitely hones in on the law, the statutes, the, the, I don't know, the, the structure of how God has set up things in the world, how we're supposed to flourish, how we're things we're supposed to avoid, things we're supposed to embrace, and how much uh, the psalmist loves the ways of God. And it, it makes me wonder when I encounter a Christian who says they love Jesus, but don't like any of Jesus's ideas or thoughts or stuff. Right? Like, does that really, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, if, you, if you really want to get to know God, if you really want to uh, grow in your love and your affection for God, um, you, you have to love his rules, his statues, statutes, his precepts, commandments, whatever, all these different words that, that Psalm 119 talks about. Um, And it's more than just, and this is the big thing that Psalm 119 communicates to us, which we're going to see in in many different ways this week. It's that uh, the law of God is a good thing. Like God is not a cosmic killjoy here to take away your fun. That's what the enemy wants you to think. That's what the world wants you to think. Oh, God just wants to take away all the good stuff in life. He doesn't want to let you have any fun. He's a humbug. But in reality... When God says avoid something, it's for a reason. Like He has set the world up in such a way that certain behaviors and thoughts and attitudes are a blessing to you and others, and certain things are curses. And it all comes down to whether you trust God or not. And so let's go ahead and dive in and hear a little bit about what the psalmist thinks about this. We're going to read. Well, I might not get through all 32 verses, but again, today if you're following along in your reading plan uh, on day 43. You're supposed to be reading Psalm 119, 1 through 32. Let's just start in and see what what God has for us. It says, joyful are the people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search him with all their hearts. So he's describing how we can access joy. By following his instructions, obeying his laws. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consist- consistently reflect your decrees. By the way, that's a great prayer for you. If You're like struggling, trying to like get right and do right. Pray that your actions would constantly or consistently reflect God's decrees. Verse 6 says, then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life to your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees, so please don't give up on me. By the way, I can't get an amen off of that, just the fact that we we fall short of that so many times, and this psalmist, is as much as he loves God's laws, he realizes that he, he doesn't always hit the mark, and so he's like, God, please don't give up on me. I'm, I'm trying. And by the way, that's what God wants. God knows you're fallible. God knows you're, you're still in the process of being sanctified and, and learning righteousness and holiness. And so that's all he wants is for you to try, to honestly and truthfully try. Um, but that's notice in verse 6, we're not supposed to compare our lives to others. That's where a lot of us get off. We think, well, you know, my life is better than others. At least I'm not as bad as they are. And by the way, you can find someone to compare yourself to, whether you want to feel good about yourself or bad about yourself. But we don't compare ourselves to others. We compare ourselves to God's commands. And that's the only uh, standard that we should use. Um, It it goes on, verse 9 says, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So many times you just committing to getting in your word and reading, and even though you don't get anything out of it, sometimes I get it. There's some days you read some part of the Bible and it doesn't hit the way it did the day before. So you go, why am I even doing this? Well, you don't realize it sometimes, but you're hiding the word of God down in your heart. I can't tell you how many times a scripture I didn't even know I remembered. I might not remember the address, you know, the, the chapter and verse and book, but I'll remember those words and, it, and God will bring them to my heart and bring them to my mind in my time of need, in my t- time where I can use it the most. And so we have to hide those away so that in the moment we don't sin against God. Uh, it says, I will praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud, aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as riches. I don't think we understand that how valuable it is for us to learn what is right and what is wrong, what God says is good and what God says is sinful. That's worth more than money. That's worth more than riches. And you would be you would be like protecting, if you found like a pot of gold, if you found a stack of cash, you would not only be excited, but you would protect it and make sure that, that it gets used right. Well, we need to view the word of God. We need to view uh, our relationships with Christians with even more uh, value and worth because they are more valuable and more worthy. Uh, it says, I will study your commands and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and I will not forget your Words, man. There's, there's more to it than that. Uh, you're supposed to be reading another, what, sixteen verses there. But there's so much in Psalm 119. And again, it, it reminds us that what God tells us to do is good. It's for your flourishing. So it all comes down to: Do you trust Him? Do you value His word and His commands and His, His rules like they are? So I was looking and go. ah, Maybe I'll do that if I feel like it. Eh, he's just trying to steal my fun. God's trying to give you joy. He's trying to give you contentment. He's trying to give you a deeper um value to your life than just the short-term things that you think you want. And so your choice, do you want because guess what? Bible's clear, sin can be fun for a while. But if you're serious about long-lasting, abiding joy and contentment. And if you want that more than temporary happiness and pleasure, then kill the sin in your life and chase after uh, God's commands. It will be a blessing to you. We're going to talk more in Psalm 119 tomorrow.